0: Sometimes the depravity of the internet nullifies you to the possibility of an outcome to the things that people are doing. I read a story about some people that were wearing um, chastity cages. Okay. So, some people like to role-play and do such things within their private life that I'm not bothered about, but there are, there are persons who have penises who enjoy wearing little cages on said peenie, mm-hmm. uh and, and giving the control of themselves over to uh, a, a more dominant figure uh, uh, to, to, to role-play things and do whatever they want. It's fine.
1: Well-navigated.
0: Somebody, some devilish chap, I'm going to guess, decided to hack the Bluetooth internet-based chastity cages oh of my God. 24 unfortunate persons. Okay. And held them to ransom. <laughs> Your cock is mine now, Hacker, Hacker says, as he locks internet-connected chastity cages. Right. Now, as much as that sounds horrendous to you or I, I just I just thought, well, isn't the hacker literally doing the thing that the person wearing it wants?
1: Well, I mean, I don't protest to be an expert. <laughs> uh, you sure are. <laughs> but, but one would imagine that the... Um, the thrill, if you like, comes from the fact that you come into contact with the person that has control over you, would it not?
0: Well the, obviously in, in today's unfortunate events way of living, you can't have contact with, with said persons because a lot of these aren't in, uh, a lot of these, these people aren't in relationships. they go and, and get this service from elsewhere. So now they have to do it online. And this is the way to do it. So control is remotely given over to a person on the other end of a a Zoom call or something like that. Okay. So presumably, what they want is said person to have control over them, lock them in it for uh, a few hours a day, a week, however long it is, uh, and they suffer through that and and get their enjoyment from it. I mean, I'm trying to be as...
1: (laughs) I mean, can you still go for a wee...
0: Uh, sort of. It, right. It's basically you have to sit down. I'd imagine.
1: Okay.
0: I mean, they ain't big. <laughs> They're not a large they structure. Not? Okay. From what from what I've seen, and the thought of crunching your penis into one of them really does not do anything for me whatsoever. I mean, no, I mean, I not I'd, I'd probably be all. all
1: right. I'd, I'd probably be all right. If you piss it over your shoulder, wearing. One well, you see, the thing is, the sort of chastity thing. I've only ever come across. Excuse the pun. Um, <laughs> when watching Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, because I'm pretty sure Maid Marion has a chastity Um He's wearing one, yeah. Um, that's the only time I've ever really kind of seen one. So I assumed yes. that they died out along with... Um, brian adams's career um but i'm not really so i I, i'm not really an expert on it to be perfectly honest i think it's an interesting concept to think that you could be walking amongst people that are wearing those kinds of items
0: yeah and you'd never know no i mean at least it wasn't a load of butt plugs
1: no that's true but but believe it or not i have something that links on to (laughs) this now bear with me right in what way Well, this is one of those things where I was like, I don't know how I'm going to bring this up on the podcast, but you've given me a way in. Again, (laughs) excusing the pun. Um, Go on. When was the last time you ate some cornflakes or any kind of Kellogg product? (laughs) Um...
0: Uh, quite a while ago, probably. I so mean,
1: I had some cornflakes. I mean, they were off-brand, but I had some cornflakes yesterday <laughs> morning with a bit of uh, soy milk and a banana, so don't worry about it. But I found out the other day that Dr. J.H. Kellogg, the inventor of the cornflakes, was the leader of an anti-masturbation movement. <laughs> yeah. Now, you may think to yourself, okay, I mean, some people don't like self-gratification, but I think that... The, The levels that he went to to try and make sure that he didn't masturbate and that others didn't was quite bizarre and made me think, maybe I should stop buying Kellogg's products because he circumcised himself at age 37 and was an advocate of circumcising young boys hmm, to curb masturbation. Now, I don't think that circumcision is a way to stop masturbation. I
0: was going to say, it, does, that, does that make a difference?
1: Well, I, maybe a homemade <laughs> circumcision <laughs> would. So you probably never want to go near it again. But then it goes on to say... Yeah, they use a Stanley knife. Yeah, and applying carbolic acid to a young woman's clitoris for the same reasons. Now... What? How did we never know this about the bloke who invented cornflakes? Fucking Frosties and shit.
0: Yeah. Krispies guy.
1: Like, that seems like quite a big thing for me not to know about. <laughs> it is a bit, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to know the backgrounds of the people that I am buying their products. That seems like an important piece of information.
0: I mean, that, that, that is a bit fucking mad, if you ask me.
1: So the next time you buy a the next time you buy a box of cornflakes just remember the guy who invented it like chopped off the foreskin of his own penis and did other things to questionable children and you probably shouldn't buy it.com
0: <laughs> So here we are in the dreaded new normal. Yeah. I'll never use that ever again. But it was worth it just to go into the fact that everyone's wearing masks, and that is now a thing. Yeah. Go back two years, you only saw people who lived in, lived in dense cities wearing masks, and you thought, well, oh, if no, they don't want to. Yeah. Now you'll see one everywhere, and there's a variety. Big yeah. mix. Well, What's your crazy. mask
1: of choice, can I My ask? My mask? Yeah.
0: Oh, oh. Uh, I just have a plain cloth black ninja-esque mask.
1: I see i just go medical ones
0: oh do you or disposables. yeah
1: i've got a, my mum bought me one which is a big tartan one right and i wore it to work one day and one of my uh, lower six students looked at me and went why well, have you got a kill on your face <laughs> which c- would have been annoying had it not been really accurate so i couldn't be annoyed at her i was like yeah fair yeah <laughs> that yeah, is yeah. what it looks like <laughs> i was thinking about getting a little sporran to hang from my nostril that'd be quite a good one that'd but sorry anyway so masks
0: yeah so so with all these masks you say variety you've got your kilt mask i've got your washable black one which i keep clean uh, <laughs> some people walk around in full-on respirators and the rest yeah of yeah it, yeah you know it's, there's a big mix but yeah. The company, the gaming peripheral company, Razer, claimed to have made the world's smartest mask. Okay. So I I should have teed you up with a little video there. Yep. That we're going to watch together, which is the announcement for said mask. And we're we're, going to watch it together, but you're going to be able to hear it. And we're going to just talk about the points that he brings up. Yep. And uh, and then a little discussion after. So let's just play. Okay.
2: When the COVID 19 pandemic first hit, there was a massive global shortage of medical grade masks. To meet the urgent like your needs head. during this emergency, raise a manufacturing high quality, certified medical grade masks for the frontline workers. Today, we have donated more than one million masks globally. But now that we're well and truly settled into this new normal, we see the need for a face. New normal that is He's safe, got the personality Introducing Project Hazel, the world's smartest mask. Project Hazel. For safety, the mask is classified as surgical N95 respirator, which provides a high fluid resistance that protects against droplets and splashes. Its active ventilation brings in cool air and releases heat produced from exhaling, which also prevents a buildup of CO2 in the mask. Aside from safety, we also looked how we could improve social interaction with the mask, as most designs cover the face and muffle your speech. Our smart mask has a clear, transparent design, which makes communicating easier, as others can now see you speak. What a fucking shredder. (laughs) Thanks to a built-in mic and amplifier combo, our voice hand technology ensures your speech isn't muffled, even when you're masked up. The mask is waterproof and scratch resistant, making it ideal for frequent use. And because it's made of recyclable plastic, this sustainable design greatly minimizes wastage as compared to disposable masks. A smart mask should also be super comfortable to wear. The silicon guard sits snugly around your face to prevent air leaking in and keeps the mask itself from touching or resting on your mouth so you can talk naturally. By designing this mask to be safe, Why is social, it comfortable, <laughs> and personal, It's like in a big Project suitcase. Our <laughs>
0: yeah, it's got like its own so presentable box. Wow. Now, you can pause it there. You can, can tell that there. What um, you also, mean at the end of the video? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Also, well, the, the listeners wouldn't have seen is the fact that it had lights and shit.
1: Yeah, it looks like an and Xbox you can set, like, controller.
0: lighting. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, with all of this in mind, let's just think of a potential cost here, because it's just an announcement video. There's no there's no mention of order it now, pre-order. It's just hey, we're making this thing. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's nothing to go off, but we can look at the technology in it. It's got a mic. Yeah. It's got an active heat dispersal system. It's got lights and shit in it. And we can go off of a base price.
1: Right. Now,
0: he, he mentioned at the beginning of that video that they have donated surgical masks. Yes. They also sell surgical masks. Right. Literally, just your bog standard made out of that cardboard type, weird stuff that goes around your ears, surgical mask. Yeah. How much do you think they are selling one of those for?
1: What, they're just the bog-standard ones?
0: Bog-standard, just normal, nothing special, no different print, exactly the same as what you would see a surgeon wearing, surgical mask.
1: Like a quid?
0: You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Try 20. 20 quid? For one surgical mask Fuck this yeah. talking light up christmas tree mask will cost about 500 quid but what's the point exactly it should be over soon right or is it is it basically them saying this is never over buy this magical fucking light up mask and we have to see what you're saying
1: i mean it is very um scary i suppose isn't it it I is. mean, realistically, that could be your entry to this week's... Which if it is, then I, mean, I also can be. have an entry to a. It certainly can me? be.
0: But, I mean, who said I was dumb?
1: Oh, my God. I shot my load too early.
0: You certainly have. You need to bow down, kiss some rings, because I've got a better mask than the world's smartest mask. Okay. I've just sent it to you. I'll let you do
1: the (laughs) honours. Oh, my God. So, Lee has just sent me a picture of whatever Chuckle Brother is still alive, Paul, is it? Or Barry? Don't yeah, know. It's Paul Chuckle wearing a white mask with a picture of the Chuckle Brothers on it. And it says to meter you. Two meter you. That is fantastic. <laughs> you can keep your smart digital looks like a game yeah. console controller mask. Don't need it. Give me a Chuckle Brothers mask. Yeah, I'm in a for two it. to meter you. Mask. i'm so sorry for initially cutting you off because that is fantastic
0: <laughs> do you know what there's not enough of children's uh, tv entertainment about guys with massive penises But have no fear, because Danish TV have decided we're going to sort that out for everyone, and they've created a program called John Dillamand.
1: Dillamand?
0: Yep, which literally translates to John
1: Penis Man. John Penis Man?
0: Yep, and it is an animated tale, a collection of, about a man with an extraordinary long penis. (laughs) (laughs) Which... (laughs) to which he uses to, and I quote, get himself out of tricky situations. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Not limited to opening doors, starting a barbecue, and helping to save a cat.
1: With his penis?
0: (laughs) I'm going to send you a screenshot uh, of John Dillamand, as reported by, in this case, The
1: Guardian. That's all right. I read The Guardian. If you have to.
0: Yeah. They're all the same. Made out of the same stuff you wipe your ass with.
1: I mean, I don't know about that. I use, like, triple quilted toilet tissue. (laughs) Um, Okay. Wow. Okay. So that's John
0: Dillamand. As you can see, he has an approximately 20-foot long penis. He's wearing, like, a Victorian uh, swimmer's garb.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um... I, I have some reservations about it. Do you? Yeah,
1: yeah, I would too, actually, I think. Yeah, my kids watch a program about a guy with a massive dick. Yeah. I mean, but, what's, the, what's the message? Uh,
0: if you're blessed with a massive cock, you can get yourself out
1: of anything. <laughs> if you're blessed with a massive cock, you can use it to barbecue stuff. that seems like a dangerous message like penises should be respected all shapes and sizes but i mean i don't understand what i just don't understand i mean are you fucking kidding me (laughs) what the fuck trying to like analyze it it's just a shit cartoon with a guy with a massive schlong that is mental
0: Yeah, go Google it. There's episodes on YouTube already.
1: Don't just Google "massive schlong."
0: (laughs) No, John Dillerman.
1: Yeah, make sure you you, you're very careful with that. Otherwise, you could just make sure it's John
0: Penis Man, and you'll be safe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: you'll be fine. (laughs) Yes, you do.
0: I do, because they're bloody entertaining at the end of the day. And I found one, which made me laugh, but also worried me a little bit. Okay. So I thought, I thought I'd thought i share it with you, because it, it basically is painting Donald Trump out to be some sort of genius. And mm-hmm. I just, I can't, I don't know if I can get down with that.
1: <laughs> no, okay.
0: So it says, and I quote, <clears throat>
1: If I were a conspiracy
0: theorist, I might consider the following facts. I'm going to reel these out quite quick now. Trump installed major loyalists at the top of the DoD, and they haven't quit. Pompeo and Ratcliffe both haven't quit either, haven't disparaged the president. Trump supporters are not violent by nature. Trump loves the nation. Trump has tweeted treason for over 20 times in his four years. Trump has acknowledged that America will be owned by China if Biden wins. Sidney Powell recommended giving all the evidence to military intelligence. Capitol Police allowed protesters to enter the Capitol. Evidence of corruption in Biden administration is circulating. Hunter Biden and some nasty paedophilia rumours. Joe Biden in China and the Ukraine, etc. Evidence of a stolen election by Congress with the aid of foreign powers is circulating. 62,000 troops have been allocated to the D.C. to guard against more Trump supporter insurrections. And the FBI stated that riots are being organized at all 50 state capitals. Then I'd come up with the craziest theory as to how the Trump administration and its law enforcement executive branch would save the Republic from the undeniable intentional destruction that Biden administration is planning for it. The Trump administration, along with the loyalists at the DoD, State Department, and DNI, created a plan to bolster a military presence around the country under the guise of protecting the nation from Trump supporters. The escorting of Trump supporters to the Capitol by Capitol Police was mandated by Trump's DOD via White Hat Congressional Moles in order to justify staging a National Guard's troop around the country in preparation for the ultimate plan, dismantle the Biden administration and its traitors. The DOD have needed to have troops around the country to protect against any insurrections. It doesn't matter who does it, Trump supporters, BLM, Antifa, whoever and whatever, they are now prepared. If the Biden administration is dismantled, dismantled sorry, socialists anti liberals would undoubtedly attempt to riot, burn, take down the cities and absolutely murder Trump supporters, while the Guard and the Marines who support them will be ready. It's the ultimate switcheroo. But since I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I wouldn't think that at all.
1: Now... Yeah, but I mean, he's a cunt though, isn't he?
0: Yeah, I mean, really, do you think Donald Trump, the man that was given a million-pound loan by his dad to start a business, which he then went on to lose and subsequently has continued to exist in debt for his entire life? I mean, yeah, look at that. He made his way to the presidency, take from that what you will. But other conspiracy theorists say, oh, every president is just a puppet for an Illuminati. So, make your mind up. He's either a genius or a puppet, or he's just an orange man who's... In way over his head, <laughs> now just needs to go and play golf somewhere quietly.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's probably the best conclusion that we can made make lest we become the uh, pro Trump podcast.
2: <laughs> I mean, no.
0: Definitely
1: not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just a big fat what's it? Isn't he? <laughs> yeah. something new Lee Um, it was brought to my attention that something exists called the dictionary of obscure sorrows what (laughs) and the dictionary of, of obscure sorrows is a website in which words and definitions of said words are presented but the words and phrases that are presented are words that have not quite made their way into the vernacular. And what I was hoping is that I am going to present you with four words and you are going to decide which one you like the most. Does that make sense?
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Let's play four words. Four.
2: Words.
1: (laughs) Four. Words, words, words. So this is four words. (laughs) Word number one on the docket is after some. One word, Uh. after some. Uh. After some is an adjective. And after some means... Astonished to think back on the bizarre sequence of accidents that brought you to where you are today, as if you'd spend years bouncing down a pegboard, passing through a million harmless decision points, any (laughs) of uh, any one of which might have changed everything, which makes your long and winding path feel fated from the start, yet so unlikely as to be virtually impossible. That is what after some means. (laughs) Word number two is agnothesia. Agnothesia means the state of not knowing how you really feel about something.
0: (laughs) I'm stuck in agnothesia.
1: Number three is um, a lilo friendship. A lilo Lilo friendship friendship is one that can lie dormant for years only to pick right back up instantly as if no time has passed. And the fourth entry to four words this week is the word midding. Midding means is the feeling of the tranquil pleasure of being near a gathering but not quite in it. Hovering on the perimeter of a campfire, chatting outside a party, etc., feeling blissfully invisible, yet still fully included, safe in the knowledge that everyone is together and everyone is okay. Ah, So which of the four words presented to you this week, sir, is your favourite?
0: Oh, I mean, I quite like agnathesia.
1: Agnathesia, is that your choice?
0: I also like the meaning of midding. Uh, Agnathesia.
1: So the winner of four words this week, winging its way into round two, is Agnothesia. Congratulations, Agnothesia. You might not know how you really feel about something, but you should feel grateful.
2: (laughs) Four. Words. Four. Punch, watch, punch.
1: That was full words! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>